Welcome back to another episode of Call to Comeback. This will be the penultimate uh, episode as we wind down here in our uh, graduating days, Tom. It's a, a little bittersweet here as we come to a close. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been a couple of weeks since we did our last episode. Uh, we only got a couple left, so we got to make the best of these, right? Yeah, yeah. I think this will pro- likely be our last one talking sports, and then hopefully we have an exciting show coming up where we will sit down uh, with Jay, our producer of, of Graycom, and our president, Sienna. Uh, it'll be really nice to just kind of recap our last couple of years here. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy that we only got a couple of weeks left uh, till graduation. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, nonetheless, let's get on. Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit of NBA basketball. We have the playoffs that kicked off um, a couple days ago, or I, I guess a week ago now, um, between the playing games and the first few games uh, of this first series here. So, Tom, you know, generally, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, we could talk Knicks. Um, they had a huge win, uh, game one in Cleveland. Uh, what are your, What did you see in that game? Yeah, huge win for the Knicks. <clears throat> they almost uh, gave the game away at the end there, but it was a good good job to close that one out. Josh Hart had a huge three uh, in the last minute, and uh, Brunson played pretty well. Uh, Randall, so it was, it was huge for the Knicks. They they were active on the boards. I think that was a huge reason why they uh, they won that game. And, um, you know, the Cavs uh, players besides Donovan Mitchell really kind of struggled. I mean, I think the Knicks are a much deeper team than the Cavs, uh, especially when it comes to the bench, too, with Quickly. Uh, so Knicks need to keep keep the foot on the gas. And, and and if they win tonight, I mean, they're looking really good up 2-0 going back to the Garden. I mean, I don't expect them to win tonight. I think the Cavs will at least take one at home. But, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the Knicks can, can try and pull it out tonight. I believe Hart's going to play through the injury. Uh, which is huge because they need hearts heart, like the glue guy, you know? Yeah, definitely, so. Tom. I think you hit it on the nail right there. Um, I was super impressed from the Knicks. I mean, their bench play has been amazing throughout the whole season. They, You know, Emmanuel Quickly is probably a, a, one of the top candidates for sixth man of the year. Um, and then just guys like you mentioned, Josh Hart, um, acquiring him via trade midway through the season was a great move. Another Villanova guy to pair up with uh, Jalen Brunson. So long-time relationship there. Hartenstein's been amazing. Uh, obviously, when Mitchell Robinson was hurt, he stepped up huge. But then even now, when Mitch is back, it's almost like they split minutes. Um, so he's just been a great presence. Um, another guy who, who comes off the bench, Obi Toppin. You know, he's not the guy that – we all thought he would be when we drafted him coming out of Dayton. I think there was a lot of promise, but there was a little bit of an adjustment period for him um, coming into the NBA. But he's kind of found his rhythm. Like we we know his thing. Obi, you know, he'll set up in the corner for an occasional three, but he's also gonna when he runs the floor, um, there's no stopping him. He's gonna dunk over anyone. So um, I know he's been he's been great, honestly, and he had a good game uh, in game one. Yeah, no, he did. He's really good uh, running in transition and. Uh, on the alley-oop game, so uh, it's going to be a big game, too, tonight, and I'm hoping the uh, the Knicks can definitely steal another one on the road. I think they definitely can, uh, as we just said. Like, I think they're the deeper team. They got the, the better bench. It's just a matter of just holding Mitchell to, like, don't let him get over 30 or 25 points, you know, just just don't let him go for 40 or 50, and I think the Knicks are going to have a really good chance to, to win this game tonight. Yeah, the Knicks play great team defense, which is almost like defense is almost non-existent in the NBA, and... You know, it, they make it hard because they call foul and everything, and 
and it's there's over 100 points from each team going up a night. Um, and obviously, they're fantastic shooters, great ball scorers. Um, so that being said, like if you have one or two guys that are good at defense, I don't think that's enough. But when you have a whole team playing as a unit, as Thibodeau has them playing right now, um, you know we we see how effective that can be. Um, and you know it obviously worked game one, and I think that's going to be their recipe for success if they want to continue to move through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely put, like playing as a, a team defense. You really can't play individually, uh, especially when it comes to a guy like Mitchell. You need to have like double teams and everything ready to go. So I'm hoping they keep it up. I think Thibodeau also had a really good rotation going in the first game. He played, um, if you look at the minutes, I believe the bench played like 24, 25 plus minutes from top and in like quickly in some of those guys, which is which is smart because you could tell guys like RJ like didn't have it going in game one and he's been struggling. So I mean he's got to pick it up tonight. And if he doesn't have it again, like I, I expect Thibodeau to go right to the bench. You know, I mean, there's this is like this is go time. Like you can't be dropping these games. This is obviously the playoffs. So if you guys don't have it, you're gonna you're gonna go to the bench. You know. Yeah, and and obviously Brunson. You know, a lot there's a lot of talk about him and Hart. I mean, Brunson in the first half, I think he only had six points, and then he popped off in the third quarter, um, carried into the fourth. He finished with 27. But I just want to touch on Julius Randle. He got so much hate last year in that playoff series. You know, he had a phenomenal regular season and then just didn't show up in the playoffs. He was getting ripped apart by the New York media. Um, yeah. And honestly, everyone across the NBA, he doesn't have it. And you know what? He honestly played pretty good. The, the box score might tell a different story because he only shot three for ten from three. Um, which honestly isn't a terrible percentage, um, and he was you know below the the forty percent mark uh, from the field, but his presence in that game was huge, um, and I think he was able to kind of get a bucket whenever he had to, whenever he really needed one, um, and he had a presence on the boards as well. Julius Randle, just just saying, like he looked completely better than last year. Yeah, no, he definitely looks a lot better than last year, um, and he, yeah, he definitely didn't show up in the playoffs against the Hawks uh, two years ago, but. I thought he looked pretty solid in game one. I mean, there's really no one on the Cavs that I feel like can guard him um, at small forward position. I mean, Osmond's not guarding him. Right. Uh, is not guarding him. That He's going to draw a lot of double teams. So I, I'm not really worried about Randall. I think his presence is going to be big, especially in the post game this series, and he's just got to keep bodying up. And, and a big reason why Brunson didn't even have a good first half is because he's in foul trouble. I believe he picked up three fouls in, like, the first – I think there was, like, 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. So – like, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, I'm not worried. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really – I feel good about where the Knicks are at right now, even if they lose tonight, but it'd be, it'd be real nice to, to take this one tonight for sure. Yeah, I think I think you said it best. And and I think another thing about Randall's game that's just, like, makes him so hard to guard, it's not like he moves quick. I mean, a lot of his, like, moves to the basket, are, it almost seems like he's going in slow motion. But he has good footwork, and he's not afraid to shoot the three, and he can knock it down. So it makes him that much harder to guard. Like you said, you get Osman out on him. Um, unless Osman's pressing him – you know he's gonna shoot that three-point ball, and if not, he's he's quick enough and has the skilled footwork to to go around him. So yeah, um, definitely, Randall and Brunson obviously leading the way for the Knicks, and then we mentioned guys like Hart quickly just stepping up. It's been huge. Um, another series that I want to touch on that I'm honestly a little bit surprised about. I know that they were on the road, um, but let's talk Warriors-Kings. I really thought that they were going to split. Warriors had a good chance to win last night, and I know, Tom, we were together watching that game. Uh, Draymond Green gets ejected. Uh, you can make what you want of that. I know Draymond Green has a very bad reputation. I know that he did <laughs> stomp on uh, Sabonis last night, but it, also Sabonis did tug his leg uh, while he was trying to run away, and that's a dirty play as well. 
in my opinion, I think both players should have been ejected or at least both should have been um, the same level flagrant. Uh, I think yes. one was maybe a technical or a flagrant one, and then the other one was ruled flagrant two ejection from the game. So, you know, in a game where it was close, the Warriors ended up tying it up shortly after with like five minutes to play, and they're without one of their best players, but yet the Kings get to keep their, what, second best player. It's, you know, it's a little unfortunate for the Warriors. Yeah, it seems like Draymond Green's always in like the middle of uh, mayhem for yeah. whatever's going on in the game. Always. But uh, yeah, it seemed like the refs were kind of feeding into what the Kings wanted uh, <clears throat> in terms of like Draymond Green. They were just chirping him the whole night, and the fans too. It seemed like they were kind of getting in his head. I mean, Draymond likes to play with high energy, so it kind of blew up on the on the Warriors. But I mean, yeah, this this Warriors team like it's it's the same players mostly with obviously the the core of Curry. Clay and and Draymond, and then you obviously have Poole, Wiggins, uh, Wiggins. I mean, uh, Looney's been there for a while, but I mean, it's just like they they don't play well on the road this year. If if you look at the road record, which I've is really astonishing, which I found out a few days ago, they're eleven thirty on the road this regular season. So the fact that they dropped two games uh, on the road to start this playoff series, it, it really shouldn't be shocking to most people because they, they haven't played well on the road all year. So I expect them to defend home court uh, back in Golden State. I think they'll they'll. I don't know if they'll even it up, honestly. I think they should, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings take this series in six or seven. I think this Kings team is really underrated, and they score the basketball really well with Fox and Sabonis, and Herter shot the ball really well last night. Um, and Malik Monk off the bench. I think this Kings bench is is really solid. So, I mean, it, it's a little crazy that Golden State is down 2-0, but I just don't think this is the same, this is the same Golden State team we've seen when the championships – that we've seen. Even going back to last year, I think the last year's team is better, you know? Yeah, and it actually, just seems like it. Actually, Tom, I just had to look it up um, because you mentioned the Warriors' road record. And, and the Kings, actually, I mean, they had a good year overall, so it's not surprising either, but their record was fairly good on the road. They were 25-16, and 16, so a uh, winning record at, during away games, obviously not the same tale for the Golden State Warriors. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I mean, we mentioned the experience that this Warriors team has. Um, so I think they should definitely have the edge at home. Yeah. If I, you know, like, gun to my head, I'd, I'd, if someone said, are they winning two, are they splitting, are they losing both, I'd honestly say that they're going to win both. I think I really like their odds at home. Um, the Kings are a very unexperienced playoff team. I mean, they they were in one of the longest droughts. Um, so... Yeah, I, I think I think I think the Warriors even it up, but it's going to be interesting as if they do even it up, we could very well see this going to a game seven. Yeah, I mean, if if all the the home games uh, go the home team's way, then I could see it honestly going seven back to Sacramento. Um, I want to see how the Kings look on the road, but yeah, this I I mean I don't think anyone would be shocked if the Warriors came back and won the series just because it's Golden State Warriors. But they just didn't look too good last night. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with, with Poole, but he had some decent moves. But once he got to the rim, he couldn't finish. He did not shoot the ball well. Uh, Curry didn't have a great shooting night either. Clay shot the ball pretty well, I thought. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just a Warriors team that's not really playing too fluent right now. I mean, Draymond didn't have his best game, obviously, as we know. So it's just, we'll see. I mean, they got to clean their act up. They're going back home, which they, they obviously play very, very well at home. Um, and I think the energy at home is going to be big for them with the crowd. So I, th I think they'll even it up as well. Uh, and I'm excited. I, th I could definitely see this going seven. This is going to be a good series. 
Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, the Lakers? They, they won their first game uh, on the road, which was huge for them. Um, and now they're actually slated to play tomorrow um, in Memphis again. And I saw John Morant is questionable for that game. Um, is this, I mean, it's, King, it's LeBron James. I mean, so what are your thoughts on the, on the Lakers winning this series and advancing? Yeah, I honestly thought the Grizzlies were going to be able to win this series pretty handily. But after game one, it's obviously not the case. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't watch a ton of the game, but for the parts of the game that I saw, it seemed like every time John Moran was in the game, the Grizzlies really couldn't do a whole lot. I don't know what was wrong. It seemed like Ja just couldn't, like, finish. Same with Jordan Poole, like, getting to the rim, but couldn't finish. And um, when he was at – when John Moran was out of the game, the Grizzlies were actually able to move the ball and score. So, I don't, I don't know what the issue is there. Uh, when your superstar is not, uh, you're, like, putting together your best, like, team effort, then that's, that's kind of an issue. So I think right now the Lakers are in a real good spot, and I think LeBron is playing pretty good basketball. I know AD got hurt, but I think he's he, he's playing uh, tomorrow, right? Yeah, uh, I believe that's the case. I was looking ahead, also looking at injuries. Uh, the Miami uh, Heat versus the um, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, we yeah, saw Giannis. Giannis didn't finish that game, neither did Tyler Hero. It looks like Hero's going to be done for the season. He needs surgery on his hand. Um, oh, and Giannis is – ESPN has him as doubtful, but the Bucks came out and said that they're optimistic he can play game two. If he can't go game two, he'll definitely be back, I think, game three. Um, any chance the Heat find a way to steal this series or less of a chance the, now that Hero's out? I think they definitely have a chance, especially with Giannis. I believe it's a back injury, right? So that's not going to just go away. I mean, right. that's going to linger – I think he'll probably play through. I don't know the exact uh, extent of the injury. But, I mean, Heat are up 1-0 already. They stole one game in Milwaukee. I think they're going to be right in the series. Uh, Jimmy Butler is, is, shows up in, when it comes to the playoffs, man. Like, he's, he's usually there. So, um, I'm excited. This would be huge for the Knicks if the Knicks advance and the Heat pull it off. Knicks-Heat second round is very favorable for the Knicks. Obviously, you don't want to face the Bucks. So, um, I'm, I'm rooting for Miami. If they can steal uh, yeah. game two, that'd be great. I know, obviously, no hero's going to be tough. He's been he's, – that kid's a very good player. He can shoot the basketball. So losing him is is tough. Maybe they, they can have Duncan Robinson step up and do something. I mean, he hasn't done anything the last two years <laughs> ever since he got that money, contract. Yeah. I know Struess is a pretty good shooter for them. But, I mean, someone's going to have to step up now. So – yeah, I mean, so we touched on a couple of uh, series here. It's still pretty early. Uh, a lot can shake up. But, Tom, as we uh, start to wind down here and, and come to a close on, on this episode, uh, talking NBA basketball, let me hear your thoughts on um, who do you think comes out on top and maybe give me, like, your finals prediction. All right, yeah. I'll look through a little bit here. But um, I think the East – it's honestly a lot of like Philly fans have been saying like Sixer fans have been saying um, that like they honestly don't think their team's gonna go all the way, but actually I, th I think the Sixers are gonna come out of the East this year. I, I hope it's the Knicks. Like obviously I'm a yeah, Knicks right. fan. I hope it's the Knicks, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the Knicks because I don't want to. Do a, a I don't want to jinx them. And do you have a future on the Knicks to win it all? I actually don't. I probably okay. I actually yeah, I, I, don't, put, I don't. I put ten on it to win a thousand. So we'll see. That'd be nice. <laughs> Sounds like a ten dollar donation, but you never know. <laughs> I had to do it. If yeah, no, I, I like that. But I mean, if the Knicks do end up playing the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously I think the Knicks do have a shot. But I'll, for right now, I'll say Philly coming out of the East, and then the West. The West is obviously tough because it's it's pretty wide open in my opinion, but uh, it's tough for right now. I'll say the Clippers. Honestly, I think it's. It's definitely a little bit of a dark horse, but if PG PG gets healthy, I think the Clippers could definitely do it. I think the Suns are overrated. Uh, they're already down 1-0, right? 
uh, the yeah. Suns. Yeah, the Clippers won pretty handedly uh, in that first game. And honestly, I kind of like the story behind them. Like you said, they're not only underdogs, but they're kind of like, I wouldn't say most hated. It's just they got a lot of players on that team that have a chip on their shoulder. Kawhi's been injured um, a f for a few times now in the playoffs ever since winning with the Raptors. Um, and, you know, he definitely wants to win with the Clippers. They brought him in to win. Uh, PG goes down. They bring in Russ. Everyone, you know, Russ is one of the most hated players in the league. Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy, you know, and, and they look good against the Suns. Um, KD is prone to collapsing in the playoffs. We saw him with the Nets, didn't work out. Obviously, him on that Warriors team, I think different story just because you look at the talent that was around him. Um, but the Suns, they're definitely capable of going down. Um, and, yeah, like you said, if the Clippers advance, they're going to have a tough matchup against the Nuggets, who who – is my team to get to the finals um but i i, I don't know you, you never know right yeah, I mean, yeah this team like you said um they're on a mission some underdogs so yeah we'll yeah now so I'll, I'll go clippers sixers finals and i'll say philly wins i hope yeah. that doesn't happen but that's gonna be my prediction about yeah you. yeah for me i totally agree with you with the east i'm not a big celtics believer um they should probably sweep or at least beat the hawks in five um, yeah. But there's a huge gap there in talent. I think um, the six. I mean, the Celtics are more of a complete team. Um, but that being said, like I'm not sure if I believe in the coach uh, with the with the Celtics. Obviously, they have some great talent on that team, but we haven't seen Tatum do it yet. Um, Jalen Brown, you know, I, Marcus Smart. Obviously, like you can keep naming great players. But that being said, uh, I I think if Philly is finally, I think the process finally pays off. Um, and what we'll see. I mean, that pick and roll with Embiid and Harden is insane. Yeah, and, and Maxie's playing real well too, and with Tobias Harris, so they have they have a lot of guys there too. Yeah, but I'd say on on the West, I still like the Nuggets to come out on top. Uh, Jokic is arguably the best player in, in basketball, um, coming off like back to back MVPs. Um, you know, the Nuggets are definitely they're a team that might just move quietly. You know, they're the one seed, but. They're, they're not the team that everyone roots for. Maybe that's because we we're from the East Coast and we don't hear anything about Denver, but um, I'd say Denver Sixers, and, and probably, I'll agree with you, maybe the Sixers win it all. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I believe, like, the Nuggets are kind of like the – when the Titans were, like, the one seed for football for the right. AFC, it's like they just got no respect, yeah. like, at all. But, I mean, you have to respect the Nuggets. I mean, they have the, uh, Jokic, who's arguably the MVP. I think it's going to go to Embiid at this point. But um, Jokic had a phenomenal year, and he passed the ball really well for a big man. So they're they're going to be a tough out for sure. Yeah. So we we'll make sure that uh, Julian Penza doesn't hear us say that the Sixers are winning at all, or else he'll never uh, yeah, exactly. let us hear the end of it. But I think I think that's about it, Tom. Um, definitely a nice episode talking to NBA. Something that we don't do too often. We have the NFL draft coming up, which is super exciting. I'm not sure yeah. if we're going to be able to cover too much of that but we're less than 10 days away from there as well so exciting time in sports sir i'm excited that's all right good. that's been an episode of call it a comeback we'll see you next time on likely our final episode